0: Welcome back to another episode of Keone Chats. If this is your first time checking out the show, I say welcome. And all episodes are found on all major podcast platforms and YouTube under Keone Chats. And then, uh, if you want to be in the loop for when new episodes are released, the show can be found on social media under the handles of at KC Media 13 on both Instagram and Twitter, and then Conlu K Media on Facebook. If you are watching on YouTube, you'll see a tag on the lower right hand corner of the screen for my website, KeoneConlu.com, keoniconlu.com, K E O N I C O N L U.com. Because when I'm not working on this show, I do have a couple blog series. Uh, being the NFL Mock Drafts, and then also the DC Animated Universe Review Series. So uh, since my last intro recording, I've got a couple more movies under my belt for the 2022 year. So it's uh, I, to my knowledge, I think there's only about two movies left for the year. Uh, I mean, it could be surprised, could be more, but either way, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching these movies. With a little bit of a critical eye, and then also just writing a quick review on it. So uh, you are here because you're interested to hear about Anthony Holton's story. And uh, to be honest, to categorize this as a surprise would really undersell it because uh, the last time Anthony Holton and I had a conversation together was probably back in high school. So, uh, you know, at the 2010 was when I graduated. So, you know, 20, 2006, 2010, so probably closer to 2010. So it's been a very long time, and it's actually the first, this is going to be the longest conversation I've had with him. So it was definitely, I was I didn't know what to expect because Anthony, uh, he played basketball for uh, my high school and uh, our, our high school, and he was very successful. Uh, and, you know, he was one of the guys that everyone gravitated towards. Uh, so I, I just didn't know how, how I'd, I would i will not say like handle myself in the interview, but just like, I didn't know how much, how open he would get. And then little did I know, as soon as we started recording, as soon as we started talking, it just all flooded out. And I was so grateful to him for sharing, uh, just because a lot of these things, I don't think he's had this opportunity to share it not just in like going to say a podcast platform but just have a conversation with someone and just have a conversation that in depth and um, may, maybe he has with his wife and um, but to from I'm very honored that he uh, was comfortable enough to uh, come on come on to my show tell his story and be very comfortable telling a story and not showing any signs of uncomfortability he seemed to really own his uh, own it so uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one to check out. <laughs> uh, so if again, if this is uh, your first time checking out the show, uh, again, follow social media wise, uh, Casey Media Thirteen on both Instagram and Twitter, and the K Media on Facebook. Leave a review after you after you've heard or watched uh, the at this episode. Leave a review, whether it's on uh, a YouTube comment or whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatnot. It helps me figure out what I'm doing better at, and helps uh, the show do a little bit better in the rankings. And I know it's a little weird to uh, try to pitch myself and pitch the show, but, you know, okay, why not? Why not try this out? So however you are listening to this podcast on whichever platform you prefer, or if you are watching on YouTube, I hope you enjoy my chat with Anthony Holton. this okay so leading up to this i was partially there's a few things i want to talk to you about but the main thing i was just like i don't think this will be the longest conversation (laughs) we have ever had yeah this is going to be fun though yeah i'm excited
1: it's like weird yeah because you like you remember someone you know them but when you think about it's like how much time have we really spent you know how like deep have we gone or you know like yeah Dang, I guess not that much. Even though, like in my mind, I'm like, I remember, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's
0: nice to be able to kind of um, come back and yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> I think the because you played basketball at Sunset, which is uh, you know you did basketball, I did football, so we were both athletes. Mm. But the one thing I actually do remember the most, I guess the the loudest memory I have of you is in uh, Everett's Spanish class <laughs> and. Uh, oh, Mr. Wow. Edwards. yeah with uh i think albert jew is not it so mm-hmm. i interviewed him he now he goes by flannel albert for his music nice and then for some reason we learned the phrase i think it's like take off your clothes in spanish like quitar la ropa and <laughs> i just remember we had that class together but i just remember like you just like saying that phrase over and over again because like this is fun <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> man it's not like it's nice to like
1: have because i i don't remember that part at all yeah, yeah but yeah you having someone else to sort of like compliment that memory or bring that yeah because yeah it gives you like a fuller picture that's hilarious i didn't, I didn't remember that
0: yeah then you know um because yeah we hadn't somewhat we had like very brief interactions because again both being athletes but yeah. it's more like i think we're on the same team uh football in eighth
1: grade i i think so i played for one year and then you're like i'm done yeah i was like <laughs> outside uh, i can't do it yeah yeah sorry i cut you off though yeah.
0: no good but yeah it's just uh you know we always had those moments of like oh we're both athletes we both sort of are in the limelight you were a more dominant player on the court i was more of like the uh special teamers on on football so <laughs> i was like you know hey we're both we're both in the same school but yeah i always, I always thought of like oh i think back then also i had a lot of like overthinking and a lot of nervousness Mm. so you know i was having the same conversation with anna i was like i like i grew up knowing you but it's like we got to high school I was like oh that's anna yeah do you ever feel that way (laughs) when it comes to like i guess like in school but like just like reconnecting with people yeah after long periods of like not reconnecting with them
1: yeah totally because like i think even for me um and i'm sure we can get into this later like the whole athlete thing um in a lot of ways for me felt ill fitting at times, Mm -hmm. you know, like people's view of you is one thing, but my experience, you know, what's going on, like within your own head or body, like is is kind of a a different thing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like the, the sort of nervousness or social awkwardness I for sure felt at the time. And so, yeah, there's a lot of people where I'm like, Oh wow. Like I'm sure now if we were to have a conversation to be, A lot better, a lot different than, you know, at that time you just don't have like the tools or the language or the Mm -hmm. like confidence to really like be able to connect with someone versus just kind of like acting the way you think you need to act or sort of, you know, just, it's such a, it's such a delicate time in a weird time Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I think any, any time I kind of come across somebody from, from back
0: then, it's, it's nice if there's an opening to be able to like, you know, connect a bit. I think I classified you and like Nick Newcomb, which also I interviewed a little bit ago, mm. Kevin Corbin, and then like some other people, of like, you know, again, it, it, it's high school, the cliques. I was like, okay, these these guys are like the popular people. They're like the oh, ones that like everyone gravitated towards. Mm. Did you ever think about that as yourself? As like one of those guys and gals, and part of that group that like, you you know, people are looking at you as you, as you enter a room.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because like I don't think I ever. Viewed myself as like popular like that that seems weird, but Mm. I think like for me because my family moved up here from LA like when I was nine or ten and That was like my first Taste of of being looked at all the time Mm. just in general because like, you know, obviously LA being like a more diverse place like black and brown more black and brown kids that like when I moved here, there was always like, anytime like you walk into a room, just like people just watching you. So mm. that, that for me is how I experienced that. And so by the time, you know, going through middle school and high school, it just felt like an extension of that. I didn't never associate like a positive thing to that. Mm. And then I think I was aware that like, oh yeah, playing sports, being taller or whatever, maybe that's a thing, but I, I think I, in a lot of ways I didn't have the perspective of, like, how does this look to, to other people type of thing. But I never – yeah, I never was like, oh, yeah, we're, like, cool kids or any of that stuff. I just I, – yeah, I didn't place
0: a lot of stock in that. Yeah, and then I remember asking Nick that same question, and mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, I don't think so. But it's, like, from – again, someone that does the same, like, still athletes with you, can have conversations once in a while with you. Yeah. You know, I, I always – saw myself as someone that can, like, I think, like, flourish in other kind of social groups. But when it came to, like, trying to, like, keep a conversation with you, or keep a conversation with Anna Miller, now Nicole, it's like, oh, why am I, why am I stressing out so much about this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, yeah, that's interesting. Because, like, I'm struggling for, like, specific names and stuff, but I, I remember times when... Of like i said like mm-hmm. a lot of times the like athlete thing felt ill-fitting because mm. i had like just weird different interests like i remember i had a phase where i was really into the the game kingdom hearts which was like a super nerdy game that was a great game okay? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and stuff <laughs> like stuff like that and any chance like in class to to like bond with people over that or mm-hmm. kind of fall into like a deeper conversation hmm. i always really enjoyed yeah you know and like not just like video game stuff but just like philosophy and life and just like crazy things i i've always been energized by that stuff yeah and so when i'm able to do that or when i was able to do that everything else sort of fades away and i'm like oh yeah we're just we're just engaged in this thing like this sort of image or whatever yeah just it kind of falls away i get that yeah
0: you get to connect on a a new level yeah instead of what you see on the surface which Again, every high, every movie that has to do with a high school setting is trying to do nowadays. Mm. It's like we were we were kind of doing that on a, on a different level, so it's like I guess at an older level because obviously these newer movies they're trying to do things that we've been trying to do for a while. Yeah,
1: like. how do you mean like with newer movies and stuff? Like
0: I'm I'm just thinking all that okay. So there's a the movie like Dear Evan Hansen, and I just mm-hmm. I watched that because my partner she's like really she watched the Broadway so. Mm just watching the movie and like seeing this guy trying to like struggle obviously there's like more deeper reasons that he struggled connecting with people but yeah. it's like i i know it's i think i don't want to say like we were ahead of the time but it's just saying like you know the things that they're doing like in that movie for example like trying to connect i was like Oh, i remember doing that back when i was younger yeah so it's like huh that's like a thing i think about because like
1: Because, like, right now I work in, like, advertising and stuff, Mm -hmm. and people are always talking about, like, oh, like, how's this generation different? And a lot of times I feel like there are no fundamental differences. The context is just different. But the same process of, like, young people coming of age trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. is, like, pretty universal. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, it's kind of a lot. You know, it's a lot to ask of someone. Mm -hmm who like your, your world is slowly expanding, you know, cause like when you're young, like you pretty much just have your own experience and then sure. gradually, you know, that, that circle kind of grows. Yeah. And then you're being asked to reckon and deal with like people doing the same thing. And like, how do I fit into you? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. I feel like this, but I'm acting like this and you like, it's such a hectic thing <laughs> to try to like figure out on the fly
0: yeah yeah and, so yeah, I, you you moved from la up to here uh and just that alone because just thinking of la again i've i've, I've have I been i've been like san diego area so i've yeah, never yeah. been to like actual like los angeles the heart of it so only from what i've seen it, it just is a different kind of machine than what oregon is how, yeah. how was that adaptation for you
1: yeah it was it was uh, a <laughs> in a word weird it was just weird. <laughs> And it's been tricky, too, because, like, when people ask me where I'm from, sometimes I have a hard time answering that, mm-hmm. depending on who's asking me. Like, I grew up here. Portland's my home. You know, like, all that stuff. But a lot of times I feel like that other part goes missing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, no, but I came from somewhere else, too, so it's, I'm from both. Yeah. But even, like, going back as an adult now, I'm, like, getting to know, you know, like, getting to know the city yeah. in little like, having a bit more free reign to, like, have a car and drive around and, right? like, see stuff on my own terms. Yeah. Because, yeah, as a kid, you're, like, everything seems so big. Or, like, I only saw, like, my school, mm-hmm. the house. Like, where? So. But it was weird. I Like, I guess in simple terms, when I think about, like, early childhood, it's, like, bright, sunny. Neighbors, multiple neighbors, black or Mexican, you know, like, or, like, such a mix mm-hmm. where this sort of, like, I don't know, like, a more, like, template of whiteness mm-hmm. wasn't there as much. Yeah. Not to use that language and stuff, but...
0: I mean, you're, it is what it is. Yeah, it I just is, think,
1: I just remember it being, like, oh, our neighbors looked like the, us, we rode our bikes up and down the street, it yeah. was bright, sunny, and then, like, we get here, and it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, gloomy. Yeah. It's beautiful, also, like... Yeah green lush like the peace that i feel like i experience here and grew up with here i value like none other but yeah, all of a sudden i'm hearing it's just like gloomy i'm instead of like an equal mix in a class there's like one or two people who look like me maybe maybe five in the whole school everyone's looking at just this weird like mm-hmm. shift um so that yeah that was like I guess what the like move felt like yeah in a lot of ways where like before I could kind of blend in and yeah. just sort of I'm a pretty like laid-back person too like very type b personality you know and here having eyes on you and all this stuff forces this like forces you to be on mm-hmm. a bit more and that was exhausting to me I think so yeah, lots of things in the in the move and the change, but those are kind of, like, the main,
0: like, high-level things when I think about it or reflect on it now. Yeah. So, let's say it's, it's a day of school, and then, you know, you're putting on this facade because, yeah, more people are looking at you. Did you ever feel like it was tensing up in your chest? Do you just feel like, you know, your muscles were tense and you're just, like, you, don't, you didn't know how to, like, relax? But then when you get home, what is the first thing you do? Like, how do you just – what's the first – uh, I guess I want to say, like, act you do to decompress from a day of just trying to be some, trying to put on something else that's not really you. Mm, that's a good question. Um, this degree comes in handy, you know, once in a while. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, Would you say uh, journalism and communication? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good question. <laughs> um, I mean, most times, like,
1: yeah, I'd, I'd have like practice or something, but when I finally, which actually is good for like, relieving stress and stuff, which I never looked at it like that while it was happening, but in hindsight, like, you're able to sort of, like, work out a lot of jitters or Mm -hmm. pent-up anxiousness, Um, but, yeah, when I get home, it's, like, decompression, like, kind of vegging out a lot of times, like, playing video games or, like, yeah, I think as I got older, more of that was, like, journaling Mm -hmm. or you know like going for a walk or like more of those things when i was younger it was like how quickly can i turn on the tv right (laughs) or like video games or something that doesn't require brain power yeah that like that i can participate in or be in control of versus Mm. always being on the back foot in my regular life Mm. of having to deal with what's being thrown at me i get to sort of like yeah like that's why video games i feel like are good because it's not as passive as watching TV Mm -hmm. and you can, like, sort of pick it up and put it down. So just stuff like that. And then, yeah, like I said, as I was, as I got older, more, like, kind of introspective things of, like, just sitting and, like, doing breathing exercises (laughs) and, like, journaling. Like, really, like, I don't know. It seems very, like, ooh. But but (laughs) it was, I don't know. Those were the things that, like, brought me peace, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, feeling, like, Kind of like a non-participant in the world for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that like, all right, all yeah. of this like song and dance because I'm kind of rambling now. But like, a lot of like what bugged me, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger, was it felt like everybody was acting all the time. Mm. Like I would notice like, and I noticed this too. Like my first my first years at like Cedar Park, mm-hmm. first year to a Cedar Park, just being like. I can, by looking at this person, I can tell, like, kind of how they're feeling a little bit, but when these other people come around, they start acting a different way, Hmm. and I don't understand why, you know, and it would, it would just bug me, and I don't, I don't know why I couldn't just, like, ignore it, but I would just be, like, the thing, the thing I thought was, like, nobody is doing what they actually want to do, like, everyone is sort of, like, looking at one another and just kind of, like, trying to keep up this thing, yeah, and it just bugged me, so that, like, I feel like a lot of my, like, uh, stress or anxiousness was, like, always trying to pay attention to these things and always be thinking about these things and not being able to kind of turn that off.
0: Now, was that something you kind of picked up when you jumped here, or was that something you kind of felt like you were developing back in L.A. and then you kind of blossomed when you got here?
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell, because, like, when I moved here, I was still, you know, like, 9 or 10, so... True. I don't know how much of that was just, like, age or this place specifically, but in my mind, they've kind of, like merged into one <laughs> to where like the day i arrived all of a sudden i started thinking about this stuff um but yeah probably a mix because at the yeah you're like you're going into like pre-teen teen phase
0: mm-hmm. and you're also in this radically new environment so i think both probably added to that i mean and also you know again nine ten that's still pretty young but still it's what you, it's your childhood home or it's your childhood school or yeah. all these other things that you did start to establish into yourself is mm-hmm. just getting uprooted and all that's just now like, yeah, now far away South.
1: Yeah. I remember, I remember one thing that like would make me sad a lot. Cause like the first school I went to when I moved here was Holy Redeemer. So like we lived in Peter court, mm-hmm. but my dad was coaching in North Portland and, we went to school out there, and because they thought it, I think it would be more like diverse and an easier transition. Yeah. Um, and then going to West TV, West and View, and then uh, <laughs> Cedar Park. Yeah. Um.
0: I just lost my train of thought. Just, yeah, just train. Uh, because you know your the things you grew up with is now you have to re oh, yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah, and one of the, new.
1: one of the things that I remember would make me sad was everybody knew each other uh-huh. and everybody would like grew up in the same house like grew up in the same house went to the same schools and had these relationships and i was like i don't have that yeah <laughs> like well, yeah. and i'm sure a lot of people have felt this if they you know moved when they're young of like everyone's already closer and i'm on the outs mm-hmm. and i'm ch- and i'm trying to like play catch up and you kind of know and i'm curious yeah, because i don't know like if you grew up here like or yep. okay yep. yeah um you yeah, the sense that you're never going to be able to catch up. Like they have a level of closeness that I won't have. So I'm sort of like permanently on the outs. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I became, I'm very like introverted, but I think that like played into it too of like, I can't trust or be fully comfortable in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like cultivate in like an inner world kind of, that is that is like where I spend most of my time.
0: Cause so I, you know, I grew up here and then there was, I think it was my junior year of high school where my mom gave, the, gave me the, I guess idea of mm. just like, what if you spent your junior year of high school in Hawaii? Mm. It's like, what would you think of that? And I was like, part of me was like, Oh yeah, it would be cool to be in somewhere dry and warm <laughs> yeah. for like a year. Uh, but then, you know, just hearing you talk, I'm just thinking like, yeah, I would be very out of place. I wouldn't know how to connect with people. I wouldn't even know how to speak the language because mm-hmm. I feel like they would, you know, they have pigeon talk over there in Hawaii and, and plus they have different phrases and whatnot. So, it's like, I would, yeah, I would be pretty much just like a fish on dry land. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. So, you turned that down? Yeah. I think my dad also was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. That's an
1: interesting thing, though, that she even, like,
0: thought to, like, pose that or offer that. I think at that, that point, uh, I think... My my parents they split, but I think she was just kind of like, I think she was also thinking maybe just doing like a fresh start or just like a mm. a break from you know everyday life for a little bit. But I don't know honestly. I also don't know if she's ever thought the all the way through. I'm mm. sure she was just like, what if we did a year in Hawaii? Did she get to be? <laughs> we have family there too, so uh, no. I think she just wanted to reconnect for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, shut that down quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how okay so. Just trying to, you know, connect, you know, before you started doing sports and, you know, video games at that time, Kingdom Hearts wasn't wasn't a thing yet. So what what was it like for you trying to connect with other people? Like, let's say, let's use uh, James Arthur, former guest of the show. Let's mm. use him as an example. How yeah, did you yeah. connect with him uh, when you got to school and you're just trying to, like, f- find your way? How Like, how did he and I connect? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how did the, how did exactly did this happen? <laughs> I see. can pick on people that's been on this show. I'll do that all yeah, day Yeah, long. yeah, that's
1: helpful. I'm like, you've interviewed, you've interviewed everyone. Um, I feel like, because for me, it was like James, Chris,
0: mm-hmm.
1: EJ, Martel. I get, there was like, I looked, I viewed them as like a group. Yeah. And I think they all like grew up around each other and like went to Meadow Park, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, I think maybe through basketball. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that like our circles kind of came together. Um, so yeah, and I, I just, I felt like, and I don't think I've ever told them this, but like that whole, that group, that group of people who like I see, I catch up with from time to time, like I saw them recently. Um, they just had such a like liveliness to them. Like individually, you know, their the personalities like, you know, they're very special people. They're probably uh but like together they're just like there was a sense of like um just like fun camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie and just like hilariousness. Yeah. So I, I I viewed that as like they're just like a unit kind of thing. And then I think over time like our individual relationships like
0: built here or there, but that was sort of like my my view of them mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, because when I talk with EJ and i was even that was a question i asked him i was like okay so i see most recently you were at uh, let's say james's wedding mm. and you still see i see photos of sporadically of you with him and you him or you with martel or this or that and this yeah i was like how did you do that because <laughs> hmm. to keep a, man, a relationship or friendship since middle school all the way into like you know we're we're 30s now yeah which it's like that just sounds like flabbergasting
1: yeah I'm, I'm like, admittedly terrible at, like, maintaining relationships. Mm. So, like, I, especially now, the opportunities around, like, a wedding or something that does bring us together, I'm really thankful for. Because, like, I do a very bad job of, like, staying current with people, which I need to, like, I need to work
0: on. Mm. Um, but it's just hard, though, also, because, you know, you work in marketing, that's, yeah. and I assume that's going to take most of your day. And then, you know, you do want to decompress. You do want to, like, kind of shut the world out for a little bit. And the next thing you know, it's, like, 8 o'clock at night, and you're like, well, this is <laughs> where to start a conversation this late.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, And then just, like, phase of life thing, like, True. married, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But for some reason, I've still always felt guilty about it because, like, I think I have a, a – Difficulty, uh, like, relating to people. Mm. So, like, I can feel very, like, strongly, like, oh, man, like, care about you. One of my, like, good friends from way back. Even, like, friends who I'm, you know, really close with. Um, I've always just had, like, a weird block that how I feel about someone doesn't translate to, like, how I show it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I've, I've always felt bad about that. It's like a very, it's like a right. very um, frustrating thing for me. Yeah, uh, that I'm work, I'm working on. But yeah, uh, it's just always been tough.
0: Are you seeing a therapist at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I am too. Okay. Okay. I got the sense go. of, like, you know, anxiety is kind of there because I remember when I first initiated the conversation, I was like, oh, I want to do something, but my brain just makes my body whole freeze. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> trying to describe it, and then he, I had the first point with him. He's like, what the heck do you mean here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like. I know I want to like I always use the example of like oh I'm I'm a happily taken man but it's like oh I see a pretty girl at the bar and I want to go talk to her but mm-hmm. then I think of like what happens if she like rejects me what happens if it goes well right, right and then before I ran through these avenues like I'm still standing in the same spot yeah so is that something that you're kind of is that about the same realm where like you you think that it's been too much time and then you're like I don't think oh I, I don't know if they want to talk to me more yeah
1: yeah, partially, um, partially that, and then I don't know how much of this is like a, how boys or men are conditioned that you need a reason, yeah, to connect with someone. Like it's like the old trope of like why dads throw the football with their son because like they're doing an activity that makes intimacy or connection easier. Mm-hmm. Same thing of like what what's an excuse to talk to this person? Yes. Versus just be like, hey, I was thinking about you. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, some of that. Yeah. And then, yeah, for me, like, with then uh, therapy and stuff, like, more so just being more in touch with, it <laughs> sounds so like, being more in touch with my feelings. And, like, because to me, a lot of times it feels like a weird, cloudy blob mm. that I I know what it feels like in my body, but I can't wrap a story around it. Okay. And so that's where I get, like, just very, like, flustered and just, like, I don't, you know, like, the words aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And so part of, like, therapy and stuff for me or the work that I've done has been around, like, one, slowing down a bit Mm -hmm. and, like, accepting who I am and how I am. Like, I remember, (laughs) I won't get into it, but, like, even the whole, like, oh, you're more of, like, a type B personality. That's very hard for me to hear for whatever Mm -hmm. reason because I'm, like. We live in a world that rewards, like, go-getters and, yeah. like, oh, yeah. confidence.
0: And, like, entrepreneurship is a big thing. And yeah. Like, starting their own businesses. And it's, like, cool. But it's, like, I, that's, I just, this is not my realm.
1: Yeah. And being able to say, like, hey, that's that's too much for me. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm most valuable not always, like, taking the lead. But kind of sitting back and, like, observing things. You know, seeing what's going on. And then if I feel like I can contribute or I feel like, there's something I want to say or do then like I can step up and do that but I'm not constantly fighting for you know that like hey hey
0: I'm here Uh, so Yeah. yeah just a lot of that stuff okay Keone Chats is proudly sponsored by Adelsheim Vineyards Adelsheim is a winery based out of the Pacific Northwest since 1971. Founders David and Ginny Adelsheim opened up the vineyard with the goal to create world-class wine out of the Chehala Mountains. Adelsheim has worked with companies like Growing Garden, One Barrel, the Portland Trailblazers, and now the Keone Chats podcast show. I can't say thank you enough to all the folks at the Adelsheim Vineyards uh, for giving this little podcast um, a chance and giving all the fans of this little podcast, uh, a good reason to try some of your wine. Not that it's not good, but you know, it, it helps when it's a little lighter impact in the wallet. So, uh, if you would like to try some of Adelsheim's wine, go to A-D-E-L-S-H-E-I-M and then click the shop button in the right-hand corner. And then Browse around, create a cart. You maybe get some Pinot Noir, get some Chardonnay, get some Rosé, and then before you check out, use the discount code Grand Cru. That's G R A N D C R U. Uh, Grand Cru is a very popular word in the wine community. So if you are curious what it means, give it a quick Google check. <laughs> and um, you know, when you apply that discount code, you'll get twenty percent off your total purchase. That is amazing. I uh, just can't say thank you enough to Emily uh, McMullen who helped give the show a chance and uh, provided that opportunity for us and uh, and for you. And so you must be 21 years and over to uh, purchase any alcohol from Adelsheim. But if you like to use that discount code for some merchandise, I say go for it. Uh, and everyone, please enjoy responsibly. Okay. Yeah, it's um, you know, you just what people know about you from the outside. They're like, okay, Anthony, he's a former athlete from high school. He must be able. He must love the limelight. He lo- he must love the attention. He must love to be you know spotlight or front center. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's uh, yeah. I think the whole uh, mindset that you know from men and boys of just like, I need to you know, be the go get I need to bring the bring home the bacon or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think also, you know, with your dad's former career. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it does make it a little difficult to and because your dad is I mean, there's no secret, your last name's Holton. Your your dad's Michael Holton. You can he can mm-hmm. be seen on uh was it Blazers yeah, halftime yeah. show? So it's I I imagine with him playing back in you know the early times, they pretty much said rub dirt on it and move on. (laughs) Is that would that say would that be about the correct way that you were maybe raised as well, or how how do how was it being the son of of a former NBA player?
1: Yeah, I think as far as like my dad specifically, like. He's always, he's a good dad, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't remember times where like crazy, you know, him saying anything w- wild like that. But I think generationally, yeah, they're, I think now like talking about like therapy or vulnerability, particularly for men is a lot more accepted. Yeah. Whereas before, like it just, w- I feel like was more of a out of sight, out of mind. Sure. Like just kind of deal with it. Um. So while I can't remember like specific examples of that, mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, that, that was kind of part of the background. Um, really enough, more so coaches that I remember Mm. telling me things like (laughs) I went to junior college in Texas, right out of high school and I got hurt. I like tore my ACL and I remember driving back from the appointment, like with the doctor who told me, you tore your ACL, you're going to be out, whatever. And I was like starting to get emotional a little bit and I was trying to hold it in. We were in a van. This was like in... It was uh our school was like forty five minutes north of Dallas, so we were mm. driving back up there, and I was like starting to get emotional, and I just remember him telling me he was like, "We don't have time for tears or whatever," uh, okay. and and now it sounds like a silly thing, but I remember at the time just being like, "Okay, you know like yeah, like you can't, you know like toughness or strength looks like, just sort of like, basically repressing that," mm-hmm. and now I'm like very not very not healthy. <laughs> Um, but it's a mixed bag, like, cause you know, there are times when you need to be able to like push through an emotion, but something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like with my dad and stuff, I think there's a, a lot of attention
0: brought on by that. Um, but I think he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, uh, my dad, my dad passed away like early April. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, but um, I just remember I had I had conflicts with his his style of parenting when it mm-hmm. parent came to like praises because he you had to like really do something extraordinary right. for to get his like oh good job, um, and you know as he was kind of in the process of you know passing on, uh, my mom and you know his his uh, I guess now my stepmom, I uh, they were just like. He always had a very hard time giving praise because that's just how he grew up. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like he he would say he's proud of you. But I guess so. My brother started this thing where uh, you made like birthday videos. It was like, mm. oh, different people saying have birthday, throw it together. <laughs> and uh, the stepmom, she was like, anytime they came to recording like yours or it came to recording your brother's, he had to, we had to do like four or five takes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like He didn't know what to say. So right. it's like, part of me is like, oh. And and I guess now in hindsight, I'm like, I have to remind myself, like, not everyone is working on communication like, like we are right yeah. now. It's like, I got to be okay with some people not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: that stuff is, uh, it's tough because I think now, and a, a lot of times, like understandably so, there's a lot of like, scrutiny on men sure yeah um and yeah like i said some some warranted but i think it's interesting to think about how someone was raised or or taught that like you know as a young boy having the same you know emotions or whatever as as girls but anytime you show that like weakness or vulnerability you have an older man sort of like disciplining you for that yeah or like kind of like not punishing but like being like what are you doing and correcting you Mm -hmm. so then you associate that emotion with like need to you know like that's bad Mm -hmm. and over time like you just don't that like that way of dealing with things or expressing things just kind of like wanes and gets weaker yeah so by the time they're older it's like oh it makes sense like you're able to have a lot of empathy for you know like someone like your dad or anyone who who isn't that muscle isn't that strong yeah um not to say that like we shouldn't like go back and try to like work on those things but it's, it, it can be a lot to ask of someone to, to change overnight oh yeah. yeah yeah
0: which you know in your head you're like mm, i'm making strides yeah I'm doing something right right <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a little like baby steps one percent better um, so yeah, when it came to like even talking with my dad, it came to a lot of like, it had to be like technology or sports related. Mm. So it's like, <laughs> I didn't know too much about tech though. It was more of my brother's realm sports. I kind of knew. And then he came, he gave me some suggestions when it came to the podcast. He was yeah. like, you should talk to former sunset people and you should do a little <laughs> series. You're actually like the most recent one because, you know, <laughs> I kind of dived into it without even thinking about it. But right. for for you and basketball, because you know, obviously that was your dad's sport as a career. Um, and during your last year at Grayson College, how were you thinking? How were you feeling? Did you think, you know, obviously you didn't know that ACL was going to get torn. Mm-hmm. But it's like, were you still in love with the sport when you got to Grayson? Because Sunset, it's, obviously it's it's its own thing but then yeah. it's like that college is like that's a that's another level
1: yeah it yeah it was interesting because like um the school in tech at grayson that's a junior college so it's treated as like a stepping stone to mm-hmm. try to get to a d1 or something yeah um i loved it like it was it was like a, in the middle of nowhere there was like just a walmart and that was pretty much it <laughs> like but I remember even, so I, I got hurt, I had to sit out that season, but I was around like my teammates and these other like young men who came from all different corners of the country. And it was like my first time like uh, being on my own sure, yeah. into, into the whole like, you know, father's legacy thing. My, my first chance to sort of like establish myself independent of all that. Like nobody knows anything about who I am or like. Not that it matters, but like... Like Anthony Holden who? Michael, yeah. Michael Holden who? But I, but I love that. It was yeah. like getting to start over and sort of like build something of my own, mm-hmm. as weird as it sounds. Um, so I started that year and when it was time, I was home for the summer, I got a call from uh, my coach and he was like, hey, they're cutting men's and women's basketball from the oh, athletic program. Damn. So like, I'm out of a job and also like... Um, uh, I'm gonna help y'all find new schools and, mm-hmm. and stuff, we're gonna we're gonna get through it. So I was like, What now? And so working through that of like, do I go to another junior college in Texas? Do I and it was weird because then when Concordia came along, so Jeff Christensen, who used to be an assistant coach at Sunset, was now at Concordia. Oh. And I was like reffing I was like refing a summer league sunset game or something. Yeah. Um and he was there and I he was like, Oh, so what's going on? I was like, actually, I just found out like, I don't have a school anymore. And he was like, what? So then he kind of scrambled and, and, you know, tried to make that happen. And I remember like fighting it though. Mm. Like even in talking about it with my dad. Um, and it was, it was tough. Cause I was like, I want to go back out there. Mm-hmm. Like out there is where like the growth is like out there is my own, you know, this is mine mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, and uh and I remember he wanted me to like go to Concordia because it was it was closer to home. And there's actually like a weird, like I didn't expect like soft spot in there. Hmm. You know, that like yeah, he, you know, wanted wanted uh to be closer. But I was just like, no, this that feels like failure to me. Hmm. I need to be, you know, and so we I mean we had like a lot of like good and heated conversations about it. Um, and eventually like, because I was coming off the injury, a lot of those junior colleges, like we didn't have an athletic trainer that mm. we had, like we had borrowed one from a school. So it's not the best place to like recover and yeah. like have the resources and stuff. So, um, Concordia ended up being like the best situation. But I remember fighting that after that year hmm. because it meant so much to me.
0: Do you have a hard time asking for help? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I'm noticing that too by myself. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh. You know, I had a therapy appointment like the Thursday, uh, the, the same week of my dad passing. Mm. And then I was like, I, I did like a quick five minute virtual session. I was like, hey, just want to give you an update. I also didn't want to get charged like 75 bucks for missing <laughs> the appointment. So uh, dad just passed away. He's like, oh, Keone, I'm so sorry. Did you want to have an appointment? So he's like basically giving me all these options to yeah. like have a follow up appointment sooner rather than later. I was like, no, I should be fine. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> And then he's like, why do you, you have such a hard time? <laughs> I'm oh. like, I don't know, man. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so when it came to, you know, just going to the trainers or just talking to your dad, like talking on a plan and just, you know, have, saying the word, like, I have a hard time saying the word, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to do this, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, how do you handle saying maybe I don't know or what do I do now? Just asking that question that leads to unknown path.
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, like the I don't know part is is a bit easier. Mm. The thing that I recognize in myself that I fight back against is people. Uh, what I perceive as steamrolling mm. or stepping into like, I have this very like, I want to be independent thing. Mm. Which we used to joke about was like a baby of the family thing because I'm the baby of the family. Of like, let me do it. Like, let me figure it out. Yeah. So in the I don't know, that a lot of times creates an opportunity for people to be like, well, let, let's what if you just did this? Or let's just do this. And I I hate that. Mm. So that's more so where, you know, the thing is of like, this isn't my life anymore. Mm-hmm. If other people are like, inter, like interfering. Now I see it as like, you know, a bit, having been a bit older, like, everyone needs help and sure. like yeah. loving guidance and stuff. Um, so I've kind of
0: shaken the, like,
1: I want to be a man. Like yeah. I want to do it on my own type thing.
0: Yeah. I've, I've found out that I do really enjoy like teaching and like mm. helping someone grow and, you know, having to like do a, a process over and over again. It's been green in my brain, how to do these things. And then being like, Oh, it's weird. I'm passing this on to, to someone else mm-hmm. and then helping them get caught up and then trying not to like think like, are they screwing this up? Are they? Do I need to step in? Do I need to micromanage? And just realizing, okay, they, if they do, if they do something wrong, they have other, like they have their own manager to talk to them about or right. they, they'll come to me. Yeah. So it, it's, have you found yourself enjoying that? Cause you know, you're not, you're not playing basketball now you know, as a, as a, as a career you know you're not in the nba unfortunately i know <laughs> i'm sorry man no i sorry, i there, yeah i no I so have you uh thought about maybe you know maybe this is something you can teach someone else when it comes to let's, using the basketball as an example mm. have you uh thought about anything like that i know you're you're a married man <laughs> something on the line of uh, if you're if you're if you're thinking of kids, I'm gonna let you have a conversation with your wife. <laughs> <divide>. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine like you as like a basketball coach for like you mm. know a little league or something like that. Um,
1: not not like readily. It's mm-hmm. not been something I've like desperately wanted. Kind of, I think maybe like maybe if there's a season that makes sense to you know step back into that, but. When like basketball dreams died, it was like both sad to let go Mm -hmm. of, but also a relief in a lot of weird ways. Like I remember um, me and my brother ended up graduating college the same year Hmm. because he had gone to a prep school back east in Vermont or in Massachusetts right out of high school. Mm -hmm. I went to a junior college and then he got hurt. So you get like an extra year when you get hurt. So it just worked out that we graduated at the same time. And we were both trying to play overseas or whatever. Mm. Um, and we we both went to these things that are called, like, exposure camps where you go to play. He went to one in Vegas. I think I went to one in L.A. where you, you play, like, with a bunch of other players in front of, like, um, coaches or potential agents and stuff. And then from there, you can, like, get an agent. They can help you find a team. Um, and, like, right after that, I got hurt again. I mm. tore my ACL a second time. Oh, And so, like... And he, like, he killed it at his, and he was able to, like, get launched and stuff. And I remember being, like, both happy for him and also sad Mm -hmm. and, like, envious in a way. Um, And it was weird because I was like, no, this is, like, a great moment. Why do I, you know, why do I feel this way? Um, But because for me, and I remember having a conversation with my dad, like, it was that thing dying. Mm. And I always knew that, like, I had, you know, more stuff that I was into and, like, interests and, like, hobbies and just weird stuff that I wanted to, like, lean into. So it was, I was being free to do that now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was like, but this is the thing that I thought would give me the, like, worth and purpose to, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of a weird thing, but it ended up being a positive.
0: Okay. Now, yeah, your your brother, I know he also played for Sunset. Yeah. yeah. What was he doing now? Is he still playing overseas, or yeah, is he just nice. Where's yeah, he he's at? still
1: playing. He's in the. He was in Cyprus this year. Okay. Which is in kind of by Greece. Uh, wow. But he's yeah, he's bounced around a lot. He was in Israel, I think the year before that, and then in France the year before that. Um, he met his wife out there. She's from Austria. Like, oh. yeah. So he's had. A, I'm really
0: happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. What has been like to trying to keep that brothership connection still going, even though he's in amazingly different time zones and (laughs) dates. yeah it's funny because like a lot of it too uh, because he
1: went to school back east Mm -hmm. and so my senior year at sunset was the first time i didn't have him and so that year was very significant for me and figuring out like oh who am i because before that i was like very
0: attached at at the hip with him oh yeah and like i was the same way too with my brother yeah yeah was your brother older or younger He's older, so my, our freshman year was his senior year. Okay, okay. So I had, I mean, you know, three years of just me, but still like that. Uh, I think it was my, oh god, it's like eighth grade year slash, you know, freshman year. They, my brother, my brother's presence were still pretty much felt at Cedar Park and something.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like similar thing. Uh. But. The Kind of what I was talking about, like, hard to keep, maintain relationships, like, but when we do catch up, it's, like, making up for lost time and you mm-hmm. kind of jump in where it restarted. That's how me and him, mm-hmm. our thing is. For a while, we had, like, a, a running group text with me and him and, our, and another close friend of ours, Uh. It, which was fun. We just sent each other, like, funny memes or, you know, stuff like that. Um. But now, yeah, we'll have, like, FaceTimes to catch up text here or there when we can um but it is more like sporadic versus we're not the type to be like i'm calling you every day yeah or you know that type of thing so
0: yeah my brother and i we lived together for about a year and a half Hmm. and then he's in hillsborough i'm in i'm here but it's also like it's it's one thing to like have to drive 20 minutes but to like have to coordinate be like okay so I'm about to go to bed, but you're about to wake up. I can do like 30 <laughs> minutes here or there. That's gotta be exhausting. Yeah, it's impossible. That's why, like, texts are good, things that, like,
1: aren't, you know, like dependent on scheduling. And yeah. then just sporadic, like, FaceTimes, you might catch them, yeah, in the morning or something. But it's more, it forces you to
0: be kind of more, yeah, loose with that. Okay, okay. And so, basketball is. The chapter on that one, the book is closed on Basketball, then Marketing. How did that come into the picture for you?
1: Yeah. That was actually Born at Sunset, weird, oh. weirdly enough. Um, so I always had, like, an interest in, like, like, kind of what I was saying, like, what I noticed when I first got to Cedar Park and stuff, like, why does everyone act this way? Mm. Like, people are doing things they don't want to do or saying things they don't want to say. Like, just how people work and, like, I guess, is that sociology like or whatever? Psychology. Okay, psychology. Because my first year at Grayson, I thought I wanted to major in sociology of, Mm -hmm. like, how people and groups relate and stuff like that. Or, like, anthropology, that type of thing. Yeah. So I had that, like, background interest. And then um, when I was at Sunset, my freshman year, I got put into Mr. Bell's
0: marketing class. I remember that. I remember him. I took that class, too. but uh, We weren't in the same class, but I remember him in, in that class.
1: Yeah, so I got put into it as a freshman, which I guess wasn't supposed to happen. Like it was, it was like a mistake. And cause I remember I asked to get taken out because I was in there basically with my brother's friends. I didn't have my own friends. And I was just like the young one, I felt like lonely. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you're not getting out of that class. You're oh. gonna stay. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> so prop, props to mom. So from there I was like, got a good foundation, but, and then Mrs. Taylor's class. Yes, I remember her too. Was, like, I need to, like, I've been meaning to, like, re, like reconnect with her or shoot her a note or something. Because, like, it was awesome. Like, I remember we just, she had, like, a, a blog that had, like, current campaigns and stuff. And she just pulled it up on the projector. We'd, like, go through it. And seeing that, like, mix of, like, something adding to culture in an interesting way with, like, business. I was just like, that's cool. Like, that'd be nice to, like, do one day. Hmm. And then I think we, I remember being familiar, obviously, with, like, Nike ads and, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They
0: sponsored the school, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, um, Old Spice stuff, all that, like, memorable work. And I think around that time, it was, like, who does this? And it was, like, oh, there's actually a place here in Portland, mm-hmm. uh, like, and Kennedy that does it. And I was, like, oh, if I were to, like, not play basketball, like, or be in marketing, that'd be, like, an awesome, you know, like, mm-hmm. dream place to be. And so, like, fast forward through, like, leaving Sunset you know, Grayson come back to Concordia. Um, I was in like a marketing class, actually a finance class, like sports finance class at Concordia. One of my professors like had a connection to Widen and Kennedy and was like, I, cause I made every like presentation about like marketing, even if it wasn't like supposed to be. <laughs> Some way you twisted it. yeah. I like it. I was like, and this is the, so then I got connected through that and ended up at Widen. So I was like, that's kind of how, but it was born. Yeah. Like out of that interest, and then out of sunset and those classes, and
0: yeah. Okay, so my uh, my previous workplace, uh, we did some work with White and Kennedy. Oh, awesome! Uh, I think oh, I can't remember the project off my head, but yeah, I just remember making friends with someone from there and kind of being like, mm, you know, just in case, just in <laughs> case. I was never, I never really got into marketing. I was, just, I can like, I think that was something I dabbled in, like, yeah, you know, basically running the social media accounts that was my marketing right Right, there so but uh yeah i was just i know of some of their work and i've seen i think their website at least and saw their like how it looks the the building it looks pretty nice it looks pretty good
1: yeah it's a cool it's a cool space uh cool building in there for sure a lot of like interesting people um who do a lot of different things too like to your point like there's a lot within marketing Mm -hmm. you know and like within advertising even like a variety of different avenues and like skill sets
0: and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it. How has it been trying to figure out the marketing world as an adult in a, an actual adult, I call it an adult job where it's eight to five Monday through Friday. And yeah. It's like you can, you're spending all your days there instead of like, you know, in college or you have a part-time job and you're yeah. <laughs> just like go larger <laughs> there. But yeah, what was it like trying to navigate that world? Um, It was fun,
1: like eye-opening, hard at times, cause like I didn't know what the I don't I was like this is the building where you guys make the ads and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But that's
0: all there is. it's just it keeps like like a like a machine just pumping out. Yeah, I just thought ads. that like
1: everything happens in this one building. There's mm-hmm. like one person who sits there and like just makes a thing, but uh, it's a whole different world. So I got in first through like in like what they call media, which is like buying planning and buying like media space and stuff Mm -hmm. which is more on the executional side of things and i started as an intern and just like just learning basically um and eventually ended up in like brand strategy which is like where i'm now Mm -hmm. which i love um so just eye-opening like there's something nice about like having a stable like i'm on the ground floor still but like i can see some runway Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and like there's a ton to learn. Like I'm, you know, it's never boring. Um, so yeah, that part's nice. And then being on my own, like moving out after graduation and stuff, having my own apartment going, like ended up working crazy hours sometimes, but, but the sense of like, this is mine to build was was what kind of fueled it because I felt, I felt really good.
0: Nice. Yeah. And you know, I, we were talking before we started recording how like the job I have now helped pay for all the tech we used in uh, yeah, this conversation yeah. and have it be recorded. I assume, you know, Wyatt and Kenny helped uh, not like directly <laughs> pay, but you know, it helped fund the house that you bought back and mm. uh, just, just buying a house in general and becoming a homeowner yeah, that's just yeah. alone, like in Portland where like everything is starting to, that's climb crazy. Up, it's that's also, imp- I mean, again, and you're in your early thirties. So it's like, dude, life is Life is starting to happen now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, too, because, like, also, I think, <laughs> in an indirect way, COVID's responsible for us mm. having a home. Because <laughs> um, the help that we got, well, not being able to have, like, a big wedding or whatever, like, because of the restrictions, like, forced it to be a bit more and more intimate and small. Yeah. And so the help, you know, from family that would have, like, Led to that we were able to put towards a house, mm-hmm. so that also was like a huge, because hmm. it's like a weird, it's a weird thing, man. Like, we put an offer in on a house and it had like fourteen offers or something. Yeah, like just it's like crazy. So we we were able to find one that had been kind of sitting for a while. Um, but yeah, like having a career or you know some years at something, and then that helped, you know, because again, like on our own, like we would not have been able to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, but yeah, it's a a whole different, very eye opening. There's times when like I wish I wish we could just rent again, <laughs> like and not have to deal with all the things
0: that are wrong or need to be fixed or all that stuff. You can't call a maintenance person and be like my sink's backing up.
1: Yeah, no. All of a sudden it's like Google a sink a plumber that can come <laughs> in 24 hours and not be you know like not be too expensive. Like it's just it's it's just a lot more daunting.
0: Yeah, so I'm at this. Po- I think you are actually going to be my last interview in this setup because, uh, you know, my partner and I were looking to move. Oh, nice! And um, it's been, you know, the the field of homes that are renting, were very low. Mm. Like we we saw one early on in the pot in the process, but I was like it was way too early before we can even talk to anyone. But we All were right. just like, fantasizing about like, ah, yeah, this could be a house we could like, you know move into do the rent to buy and then next thing you know it's like we have a family going on right but then it's like it's gone it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but that like
1: that was something too like we before we were like anywhere close to being ready we just started going to like open houses and stuff mm. and then the, they always ask you like oh so you like no no nah, we're just we're just doing research yeah <laughs> um yeah to be able to
0: start that you know that process of dreaming and trying to see how
1: yeah that's that's super important
0: yeah. And then so we kind of both settled on the idea of like, okay, we're just going to rent an apartment for like at least a year, yeah. check it out. And then if we like it, anything that uh, like stands out. But I think her and I are both at that phase where like, yeah, we're ready to like be in a home and stop moving. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, for you to find that, uh, just like someday, man, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. Are you, you looking like around here or kind of all over? I think, you know, somewhere. Uh, you know, people that listen to this show in Australia, they're not going to know this Oh, but yeah, yeah like, I'm you, sorry, know, <laughs> you know, but people, like, let's say it's going to be more in the neighborhood and a between, like, Murray and, uh, I think TV Highway, kind of that kind of quadrant. Yeah, yeah. You know, stretching all the way down to, like, over here, Scholes Yes. Just cause like that neighborhood's like we are running the medium ground. Cause that was kind of my big thing. It's like, I don't want to be too close to my work and have you drive right. an extra. I don't want to be too close to your work and you drive extra. Plus she hates her work. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry people. listen listen to this. No, so. all good. But the, all that sinking and all that planning is like, yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. So when he, and you found this one, what, what was it about it that spoke to you? Um, I think because we had
1: gone to like open houses and stuff and like actually step foot because pictures like That's one thing. Yeah, I've learned like pictures lie a lot. Yeah. So I think we got we settled on like what type of floor plan would work for like what we needed now and mm. all that stuff. And there was one close to this one, the one that we put like had we didn't get that we were like, Oh, this is like newly updated, like mm. all this stuff. It didn't get it, but this one like, had been sitting for a while, and I think when we stepped in it, we were, like, this, this floor, this works, this could work for us, you know, and it was, like, we're gonna have to, like, you know, put in some work and, you know, fix stuff, but, like, this could work for us. That was, like, the moment of, like, all right, like, cool, you know, let's try to make this happen, like, um, but, yeah, it was just, like, being able to, to, to picture, Mm -hmm. like, what life could look like here.
0: Nice, nice. Well, uh, you know, also, belated 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 congratulations on the marriage oh thank you <laughs> so i mean nice. 2020 was when you, guys, when you guys got married which mm. uh it was on the hopefully it was a warm day on the beach
1: it was which i was like panicking about yeah because we had like several places like venues that like we thought we we're gonna have it at, and then they couldn't accommodate us because like COVID restrictions were like you can have 20 people or like 10 people yeah, we were, like yeah. what um So we bounced around, we were scrambling, and then, yeah, my wife, to her credit, was like, I want to do it on the beach or whatever, and I was like, but the beach is always cold and windy, and what if it rains? It's L.A. beach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And all that stuff that we had are like, yeah, but it it ended up being like the most perfect day I've ever seen Mm, at the beach. Like, It was like mid to high 70s, Yeah, not a cloud in the sky, like, I was just like shocked, and we had, like, a backup plan, like, the place that we did it at, yeah, where it was, like, covered, but ended up being, like, perfect. So, I was, like, wow. I'm like, look at, <laughs> look at God. Look at this. This is wild. Um, and then,
0: I mean, it's also very windy. So, I'm yeah. like, how did you factor in for that?
1: Well, like I said, that was one of the things I was panicking about, but it ended up being, like, it wasn't that windy. It was, like, I might be, like. You're catching
0: bit. a very rare time, man. I know. This
1: might be some, like, revisionist history here, but. Even like yeah, when I look at like pictures or stuff, it wasn't like it was a very still day compared to like what it's usually like, which mm-hmm. was yeah crazy. So,
0: and if people find you on Instagram, which I'll put your handle at the description, they'll uh, see that you also had hair. No. I did, yeah, <laughs> I did
1: until recently. Yeah, I'd I, I grown it out over uh, a couple years before the pandemic, but then over the pandemic, just kind of letting it letting it go. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I had to
0: had to start over, drop the top. I got got tired of it. I assume maintenance probably was also kind of just tiring. Yeah. For the longest time, I've I've known you as either, you know, very close shaved head, maybe like a zero or something like that. You still had hair at the top. But Mm -hmm. when I saw the photos, I was like, dude, (laughs) you grew it out, man. And then you also, I think you had uh, braids also or just your. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah.
1: So it was like, I went back and forth between having it braided or out. But yeah, I just was like, part of it was like coming out so i think it was like yeah the start of this year where it was like all right i think like for the most part pandemic stuff's behind us gonna start getting out of the world again i was
0: like mm, let it's just fresh start like let's just yeah yeah i think uh a lot of people there's one guy in particular i'm thinking of he he does dragon boats then i did mm. drag boats with him. that's how i met him and also he's a family friend but the first time i saw him in the pandemic i guess you know previously he was like a clean shaven guy former in the military Obviously balding, so I always wore a hat. The first time I saw him, beard like this long, like down <laughs> to like, I guess, bottom of the chest. Yeah. And it's like, dude, oh <laughs> my God. And then yeah. now let's say fast forward to early April and he still has the same beard. Mm. I was like, you know, you can <laughs> trim that, right?
1: You know you can cut that now,
0: right? You're good. You know, yeah. your statement has been made. It's a weird
1: thing though cuz like I feel like with all obviously there's no shortage of like pandemic takes but um it's interesting how people change their appearance based on not being in social environments for mm-hmm. like a long long time. Yeah. Like what yeah the like what they defaulted to or what they tried <laughs> or you know is is interesting.
0: Yeah. So some some of the last things I want to ask you is that you know, Anthony Holden, that you were basketball star at Sunset High School. You played basketball in co- at two different colleges, and then now you're a marketing guru, or you're working your way to a marketing guru, <laughs> creating yourself. That was something you also in you know in our talks lean up to here, creating a person, that, your own identity that that's important to you. So, as our your first episode, your first podcast episode mm-hmm. is wrapping up. How, who are you? Who is Anthony Holden? Oh wow! I gotta, I gotta end it with a bang, you know. I know that's <laughs> such a tough question.
1: I guess yeah. I don't know how to put like put it into words. I I don't know. I'm Just a person trying to figure it out. Like I I've been going through a lot of changes recently in life, like just growing, you know, getting mm-hmm. older, and so my ideas of who i was when i was younger have all been challenged by like oh yeah now you know so i'm still yeah i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out like i find it important to not latch on to any kind of like outward label of mm-hmm. who i am you know like to even be like oh i'm a i'm a basketball but like that can very easily die like mm-hmm. Oh, like, I'm a marketing, like, that could very easily die. So, like, beneath all that, I don't know. I'm just trying to, yeah, stay the course.
0: Still figuring it out.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, like, I have, like, I think everyone does, like, a gut level sense of, like, maybe what I have to offer the world Mm -hmm. or the people
0: who I love, but what that is, I don't know yet. Yeah, and... I, I think the, you know, this conversation we're having, it's like, it it did show me a lot about you that, you know, even with, you know, social media dives also you know, with,
1: which I try not to be on,
0: which you try not to be on, but, you know, just, you know, even trying to get some sort of like idea of some things that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it just, this conversation, it just, it was nothing of what I expected. Just the oh, yeah. this was everything. That was just like, oh, I you know going to therapy, you figuring out how to like channel your emotions. I think those are key components to figuring out who you're gonna be. Yeah. In this next stage of your life, because you know you you are a married man, you're a homeowner, you're you have a great job. Hmm. On some days, I'm sure. On some days, you, you're like this sucks, but <laughs> but you know you're you're making headway. You're making headway.
1: Yeah. As <sighs> as yeah. Sometimes it's like a. Two steps forward, one step back thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Part of my like, I know we're trying to wrap up, but part of one of my issues with like social media or like is that it it like condenses us Mm -hmm. into stuff, and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, just my idea of like what a human is, (laughs) how people feel has yeah is always like changing yeah
0: in social media like there are a lot of negatives that go with it. understandably negatives but that's you know it's someone that's starting to get a podcast going oh yeah. talking to people that don't have a i'm know. sorry <laughs> i have a whole thing about it i forgive yes. no you know what, what is your whole thing i mean it, we i mean we're never with this who cares about like trying to wrap it up i want to hear what you got <laughs> to say honestly i'll keep
1: oh but just like it's a per it's like a personal thing mm-hmm. just in like my like my own insecurities and like how I relate to people socially or struggle to mm-hmm. that having a version of me always accessible to people forces me into a place I don't like to be okay of performing and, and picking and choosing the version of me that I wanna put out there, I have a really hard time with. And like, even for a while, I was like, oh, what if I didn't post anything and I just like shared cool stuff I was into? In a way, that's, it's still the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's just really hard for me. And like, a lot of it too is driven by like loneliness at times like I want to reach out to people and this is an easy way, you know, of just sort of like giving updates and stuff, but even that to me like I don't know, it, it just gives me like a it feels flimsy, it feels like fake to me. Like yeah. So it yeah, it's my it's a it's a personal thing, but I yeah, I've always just had a really hard time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you did that all through high school and you did all through college where I mean, some some, por- some portions of college, but yeah. it's, like, just, I, I can just imagine me trying to do that for, like, a week, and I'm just, like... <laughs> yeah, it's <all> hard. <laughs> I'm done, man. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I
1: also, like, felt, because, like, yeah, like, all through high school and college, like, was on it, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much resembled everyone else, probably, but I, I, there's a few people, like, notable public figures who just, like, fall off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. and to me, there's, like, it's so cool, because every time you do mm-hmm. see them or hear from them, you're, like their perspective just seems so much more, like, interesting and, like, you know, just, like, balance. A lot of times they come back with, like, long beards. Yeah, pretty much. It's almost (laughs) as if they've been, like, out in the wilderness. Yeah. And they come back with, like, new, like, wisdom or perspective. And I just, more so lately for my life, that model has been, like, really attractive to me. I'm just like, huh. Hmm. You know, like, what, what, what were they able to find
0: or see, you know? not being as available all the time is that something you could actually see yourself doing or yeah is something because i know i can talk myself into like oh i can i could be a football player for the ducks <laughs> it's like <laughs> nope <laughs> i just dream died
1: <laughs> yeah i've gone i've like dipped my toe in it from time to time yeah um but yeah so may, maybe completely one day i was doing periods where i didn't have anything hmm. but who knows i just i just feel like it, it it like it frustrates because like i feel like we make all these excuses for it mm-hmm. but we sound like when we talk about it sometimes we sound like people who are addicted a little bit because yeah. it's like oh no no i can just you know like oh no no, no yeah it's cool but
0: i just blah, blah, blah. Re- replace social media with like alcohol
1: yeah and that to me just. is is like it just bothers me like mm. even for myself like i'm included of like Nothing else in our lives we make as many, like, excuses and concessions and compromises for than this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, like, working in, like, advertising stuff, too. Like, it's not it's not a personal failing. Like, you know, it's, like, built to be good. It's mm-hmm. built to be, like... A tool. Yeah, or just, like, very addicting. Mm-hmm. And, like, to keep you on it. And But the brain-suck feeling that I get from just, like, being you know i'm just like i just i know whether i live up to it or not is one thing but i know that i don't want to be here yeah on those on those things like so
0: that makes sense that makes yeah. sense cuz you know it's 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 two sides of the spectrum it's like i'm using it to like say anthony holland had a podcast episode check it out i don't have money to throw it to like advertisers to do these things for right, me so yeah, like i have yeah. to do it myself but it's like in the reverse it's like yes there are i very selective viewing of myself is getting pushed out there it's like oh oh i had i had a birthday this is what i did oh i had an anniversary with my partner this is what we did yeah oh i'm at this cool thing this is what i'm doing yeah it's not like hey i don't want to be social this is me playing video games enjoy (laughs)
1: Enjoy. (laughs) totally yeah and to your point like definitely a tool like and I'm, i'm like especially trying to start a business, like, of course, mm-hmm. I never, I'm never trying to like project onto like other people's choices or how they, I just know, f- like personally, it's a thing that I have a weird relationship with, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it totally
0: makes sense. makes sense for yeah all that stuff you talked about. Though. So, yeah. Uh, so there's, <laughs> again, this was a conversation that like I thought I was oh, going into every conversation. I'm like, okay, I have a general idea of how it's going to go with all the research, but then, it always just you know, deters in the other direction, yeah. which is perfect because it's like, you know, I got to you know help me figure out how to stay on my, stay on my toes and just make sure I can pivot left to right if I need to. Mm. But I got to say, man, this has been absolutely phenomenal. But before we wrap up, I do ask two questions out of this packet of 170 hypothetical questions. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, 160. Uh, so I'm going to give you two. Okay. Take as much time as you need to answer them. Uh, so the first one, let me see here. So I usually, some there on some days I would, you know, some days I'd actually pick this out ahead of time. Sometimes I'm just like, this, 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 open up and see what I find. So, yeah. How would you handle a situation at work where you're asked to execute a task that went against your morals? Oh wow. And since you apparently like your job at White and Kennedy, mm. uh, prior to that you were at, you know, State Farm. So <laughs> yeah, he was an intern for a little bit. Yeah. let's, let's uh, keep the white and getting example out of this one. So let's say no, i say from tar- any of your previous places, or if you want to use wine can, that's yeah. fine. How would you handle a task like that? A hypothetical. Um, okay. You could also just say, run, just run, just leave. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's interesting. Cause there, there's been like stuff that I've worked on that I wasn't asked to do anything that like went against my morals, but it was a conversation around like how, you know,
0: How do we, like, do this in in the right way? Mm -hmm. Um, More constructive. huh? More of, like, a constructive conversation. It's like, how do we, like, execute what you're looking to get done?
1: Yeah, or, like, should we even, you know, like, um, yeah, like, I worked on some of the work for Kobe after he passed. Mm -hmm. And it was just very, it was just very hard, you know, and it was like, does this feel gross to be trying to, you know, yeah, do something for a brand like, in the midst of this, at the same time, like, this is a big figure, and like you could potentially help in like honoring their legacy. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of tension and like ton of respect for the people I work with because everyone you know was very like sensitive about it at all and was like, if we you know if if we don't feel like comfortable then like you know it's not. <laughs> so not I've never been asked like. Do this,
0: Um, but we're doing hypothetical, right? We're hypothetical, but that actually is a good point of like, mm. you know, when these big figures, like, yeah, again, Kobe, and it's like, I'm sure Nike has to face the same dilemmas. Like, do we like, do we just put out a new a new shoe in Kobe's honor? Or do we just do a giant billboard? In mm. some people, they're like within the building, they're probably just like, we're honoring him. Some people outside, are probably gonna be like. Oh, they're just kind of exploiting him yeah so it's it's weird it's just weird that whole like,
1: yeah thing. even people you know it, it like everyone finds their way you mm-hmm. know and but I, yeah i appreciate there being a chance to at least be like hey here's my issue or you know all that stuff so uh yeah as far as being like explicitly asked to do something like
0: You can use the example of like, what if your manager asked you to fire someone? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Get the like
1: facts of the thing down on paper sure. in front yeah. of me to then be able to look at it and be like, okay, what, you know, like what happened? Mm-hmm. What's going on? What needs to happen? Why are they aware? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of going through the steps to make sure you're not, yeah, just sort of executing an order, but to be like, I understand this, you know, here's what it is. Like, yeah, just to be as gentle and like as sensitive with it as possible while, you
0: know, doing the thing you need to do. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think if it, something was asked for me to do it's against my morals to that extent, like firing someone, I think I'll probably follow the same pathway of you is just like mm-hmm. get all the facts out and then that way I feel more because if I just blindly fire you, then it's like, um, why yeah <laughs> i just cut you off from your income for like at least a handful of months until you find something new
1: yeah the like against the morals part too is if somebody's like fire this person just because i don't like them that's okay. like i don't think i can do
0: that like <laughs> yeah that's just messed up i mean that's like in horrible bosses is that the movie yeah with <laughs> charlie day and Jason jason's yeah uh okay so what do you think my second second hypothetical what do you think will happen if there were no seasons at all? Like seasons, like weather. There's no winter. There's no spring. There's mm. no summer. I guess if it's just like one weather all year long, one weather type all year long. Oh wow! Outside, let's you know. I mean, if have to say, like flowers will die. Obviously, that's yeah. of, that's a given. But what would happen to you emotionally if mm. it was just one season across the
1: board? I think I'd be sad. I think I. I think I wouldn't appreciate things as much Mm -hmm. it's weird because like people say like la doesn't have like seasons just about to say that (laughs) but also (laughs) like i've visited like rural alaska one time for like a camp and they have like months like in the summer is like almost 24 hours of daylight and stuff like that or like in the winter like Mm -hmm. almost 24 hours of darkness and the effect on people is like you know pretty stark so Mm -hmm. i don't know i just feel like life would feel flat like I think emotionally I'd probably like it at first and then just sort of be like, where,
0: what's that? Like, wh- where are we? What? What is this? <laughs> what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything would kind of blend together. Yeah. I think, I mean, granted there are days where I'm just like, I really enjoy the, like, I guess maybe like 100 plus degree weather. Because we had that a couple summers ago. It's like a stretch of like four days of 100 plus degree. I was like, this is cool. I think I'm in the wrong state. But it's just like... <laughs> think if i just had that warmth and dryness for like endless yeah i'd probably be like oh god yeah <laughs> not this again yeah. i'm so done <laughs> yeah it's a there's
1: a lot even the weather lately like uh the like back and
0: forthness is yeah, jarring yeah anthony holton you officially have a podcast episode to your name how do you feel sir cool
1: yeah yeah no yeah it's cool um it's nice to yeah just be able to have a
0: conversation yeah and talk so were you worried at all about just getting from a camera and microphone you did say some music is uh something you mess with hmm. were you nervous at all about the whole setup and the whole get up uh maybe a little bit like there's always
1: a the thing of like being annoyed by how you sound or how you like Mm. come across, but which can give you that paralyzing feeling. But at a certain point I'm like, I am who I am. (laughs) Like I am who I am. So like, whatever there's, if, if that's annoying or if I find that hard to like deal with, then that's like a deeper thing for me. But no, yeah, this is cool. I think, thank you so much. Like, um, I appreciate having
0: the chance. Yeah, uh, taking as someone that's heard his voice over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again, <laughs> you definitely get used to it. You'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, I don't like the way I said the word and. Mm. Right. No. Or even like the little things you do when someone
1: else is talking of like, mm, or like the little things you're like, oh, stop doing that. Yeah, I say
0: yeah a lot. And if someone says like something very deep, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you, man. I know this is a yeah. This is our longest conversation we've ever had, which is like going to be the opening door to more longer conversations. Yeah, totally. So it was strange that from being from being in the same class
1: or on the same team, the longest conversation happens with like all this stuff around.
0: Like yeah, but in our thirties. <laughs> yeah, life's weird like that though. Like you know,
1: and anyway, I never try to wrap up. No, 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 yeah. But like in all these big like movies and stuff around like time travel or weird things, we wonder what it's like. But, like, over the course of a life, if you were to look at all the kind of main moments, weird stuff like that happens all the time, yes, like,
0: and it's just such as such is the way, like it just it is what it is, there you go, man, there you go, man. uh yeah, I believe you're gonna go hit some uh, golf clubs, hit some balls, in the I'm gonna try range. to I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to get out there, I'm trying to get my old man on, Ah, uh, okay, okay, well, thank you, man. This has been awesome, yeah, thank you, bro. Giant thank you to the guests for coming on and telling their story and giant thank you to you for sticking around until the end of the episode. If you like what you heard or watch and would like more from Keony chats, the show can be found on all podcast platforms and YouTube. so like and subscribe there to get notified when new episodes are released. Or if you would like to follow the show on social media and get your notifications that way, you could do so by following KC Media 13 on Instagram and Twitter and Conlu K media on Facebook. So if you'd like to become a guest, you can email me at kcmedia13 at yahoo.com. Tell me your story. I'd love to talk with you and love to get you on the show. So until the next episode, everyone, please take care.